The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in today. I was having a really interesting conversation, let's see, maybe a week or two weeks ago with someone who has MS and she is newly diagnosed. And she was telling me that she has been caught in this game of what ifs. And I know that there are so many what ifs when you have MS especially when you are early diagnosed, but even if you were diagnosed 20, 30, 40 years ago, because with MS, there is so much unknown. We don't know what comes next. And to make matters worse, MS is different for everyone, which I think is a beautiful thing, but at the same time, it can be really hard and actually somewhat impossible to predict. So when you are newly diagnosed, or if you are someone who struggles with thinking about the future instead of living in the present, you know very well that you can just go into this downward mental spiral. And when you do that, it is, or it can be debilitating. This client that I was talking to was telling me that she was so focused on figuring out everything she could about MS due to these what ifs that she was thinking of so much so that she wasn't going out with her friends. She was only spending her time as much time as she could researching so that she knew what to do. However, that caused so much fear and isolation. She was no longer going out with her friends, going to the grocery store. Literally every second of her day was spent researching. So the guidance that I gave her helped calm her down. And I think it's going to be really helpful. So I wrote down some examples and we're just going to go through them. My broad tip for you is to come up with a plan. So if you are in a series of downward spirals of, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? You could think about that for years and years and years. But one way that you can finally put that to rest is by coming up with a plan. If that does happen, for example, if you are thinking, what if my walking gets worse? Well, okay, let's take that for a second here. What if that gets worse? What can you do? The first thing I would do personally is I would reach out to my neurologist or really any doctor and ask for a referral to physical therapy. So you can start doing the right functional exercises based on what is happening with your walking. Another big what if is what if I need a mobility aid? So 
what would you do? Let's pretend that, okay, that we are at that situation right now. What would you do? What is your first step that you would take? And there's so many mobility aids. So maybe what you would do is determine what companies have mobility products that you like. I love NeoWalk walking sticks. So maybe you write down that name. I personally love Byacre for rollators. So you write down Byacre. So what companies do you like? So that if and when that day comes where you do need a mobility aid, you already have a plan of attack. You already have a few companies of products that will help with your mobility that you can immediately go to. So it can calm that fear of what if I need a mobility aid because you know exactly what you're going to do. Another really common what if is what if I can't exercise the way that I want? So maybe you love hiking and you're really worried that you won't be able to go out hiking. Well, let's take that as if it is happening today. What if you can't hike? What's next? What is something that you can do? What I would suggest doing is write a list of various types of exercise or movement that either you know you like, you just don't do very often, or things that you've been interested in trying in the past. If you can't go hiking, can you go to a gym and maybe do this Stairmaster? By the way, holy cow, the Stairmaster is really challenging, but maybe you go to the gym or maybe if you can't hike, you could pick up a new interest. If you've always been interested in kayaking, that's great for core strength. Or if you've been interested in swimming or pool-based exercises, or what about yoga? Pilates, Tai Chi, there's so many different types of exercises out there. Write down a list of the ones that you are interested in. And then if that day comes where you can't hike anymore, you can't exercise in the way that you want, you now have a plan of attack for exactly what you're going to do. Another what if that comes up frequently is what if traveling is harder, especially around the holidays. This is something that a lot of us do is we have to travel to our friends or our families, and that might be really challenging, or in the future, it might be really challenging. So let's take that as it is. Let's assume that it's happening today. If travel is harder, and if you need to fly somewhere, or you just love traveling and you want to keep traveling, let's think about this. What would you do? What is something that you can do? One possible first step is to call your airport and ask what accommodations they have for people who have difficulty walking around in the airport. Almost every, if not every airport, usually has wheelchairs to help bring you from point A to point B. Well, that might be a really great option for you. Even if you can still walk well, it can help conserve your energy. So maybe you call, make sure they have those accommodations. And then if the day comes where you need to travel, you can call early and request one of those wheelchairs. I do know that you can call in advance. It's different at each airport. Sometimes it's 24 hours in advance. Other times it's a few days in advance, but you can call and request a wheelchair for you when you arrive in this theoretical situation, call your airport, make sure that they have wheelchairs and ask them what their guidelines are. How early in advance do you need to request one? So if, and when this day comes where you're going to need this, you already know. So you can calm your fears about this situation because you already have a plan. And you could even take it a step further. If traveling is difficult 
then maybe someone could drive you to the airport and make a list of those people that are in your life that might be able to drive you to the airport or perhaps even travel with you. Another fear that I talked about with this client in particular was the fear that she wouldn't be able to cook for herself down the road. And so same as what we've been doing, we took that at face value as if it were happening today. And we made a plan of attack. What is one thing that you can do if that does actually happen? If cooking is just really challenging for you to do. And for this one, we actually came up with several ideas. Number one being she could sit instead of stand. So she can still cook exactly the same, just sitting at her kitchen table instead of standing. But we also took it a step further and we made a list of various food or meal prep companies that she either knows that she likes or has always wanted to try. So that if cooking does become more challenging, she already knows these are the companies that she's going to try out for their meal planning or their food prep. Similarly, what things from the grocery store are pre-chopped or pre-cooked that you like? And you can write that down so that if and when that day comes, you already know exactly what meals you're going to have. All of these steps are more so meant to calm your fears, to calm your mind. Because if we keep dwelling on the what ifs, it's going to isolate you. It's going to cause you to have more fear about what's to come. And that is no way to live. So while there are valid feelings of the fear of the unknown, it's best to do whatever we can to diminish as much of that fear as we can, even if there is still a little bit of underlying fear there. Coming up with a plan can allow you to diminish some of that fear because it gives you more control. What I would encourage you to do is make a list of all of your fears. Give yourself 30 minutes or less of time and space to focus on your biggest fears of MS. What are they? Write them all out and then write down a corresponding idea or two of what is one step or two steps that you can and will take if that specific fear does come to life, if it does happen for you. Once you're done making your list, you can put it aside. You don't need to look back at it. You can just know that it's there so that if it does happen, you've already made a game plan. You can pull out that sheet of paper and you can start taking those actionable steps right away. Having that sense of control can put your mind at so much ease. I hope you find this strategy helpful. And even though it does require you to focus on your fears for a few brief moments, I hope that it allows you to feel like you are in control and it can put your mind at ease. And please remember that there is no one best way to manage MS. Everyone is different and there are so many different great management strategies. So do what works for you and try your best not to compare to anyone else. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. 
If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.